welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today we celebrate the feast day of St. Catherine of Siena, the great mystic and doctor of the Church. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who set St. Catherine of Siena on fire with divine love, in her contemplation of the Lord's passion and her service of your church. Grant through her intercession that your people, participating in the mystery of Christ, may ever exult in the revelation of his glory, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of Acts. That day... A bitter persecution started against the church in Jerusalem, and everyone except the apostles fled to the country districts of Judea and Samaria. There were some devout people, however, who buried Stephen and made great mourning for him. Saul then worked for the total destruction of the church. He went from house to house, arresting both men and women and sending them to prison. Those who had escaped went from place to place, preaching the good news. One of them was Philip, who went to a Samaritan town and proclaimed the Christ to them. The people united in welcoming the message Philip preached, either because they had heard of the miracles he worked, or because they saw them for themselves. There were, for example, unclean spirits that came shrieking out of many who were possessed and several paralytics and cripples were cured. As a result, there was great rejoicing in that town. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Cry out with joy to God all the earth. O sing to the glory of his name. O render him glorious praise. Say to God, how tremendous your deeds. Let Let all the earth earth cry out to God with joy. Because of the greatness of your strength, your enemies cringe before you. Before you all the earth shall bow, shall sing to you, sing to your name. Let Let all the earth earth cry out to God with joy. Come and see the works of God. Tremendous his deeds among men. They turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river, dry shod. 
let Let all the earth earth cry out to God with joy. He rules forever by his might. His eyes keep watch over the nations. Let rebels not rise against him. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Alleluia, alleluia. It is my Father's will, says the Lord, that whoever believes in the Son shall have eternal life, and that I shall raise him up on the last day. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowd, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. But as I have told you, you can see me and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I shall not turn him away, because I have come from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. Now the will of him who sent me is that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, and that I should raise it up on the last day. Yes, It is my Father's will that whoever sees the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and that I shall raise him up on the last day. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Whew, all right. How are you going out there? Turns out this is kind of hard work going through John 6. There are a lot of themes and ideas that we're having to hold in our heads all at the same time as we inch our way through this discourse. Now, we actually have a little bit of a repeat from yesterday. The gospel finished off with the crowd saying to Jesus, Sir, give us this bread always. And then Jesus answered, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. And that's where the gospel for today picks up. I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. But we need to remember that that phrase which Jesus says about being the bread of life, that comes in response to this statement of the people. Sir, give us that bread always. Now, if you look literally, what the crowd are saying is, give us that bread again and again. Because Jesus has said, okay, well, there's bread that came from Moses, but my father is the one who gives the true bread from heaven, the one that gives life to the world. And so the crowd, remember, which was fed, the 5,000 who are now standing and talking to Jesus, they say, okay, well, give us that over and over and over again. In other words, break off some of that bread. That's the good stuff. That's what we want. That's what we're looking for. And so Jesus at this point says, all right, Guys, look, I am the bread of life. To receive me is to be nourished to eternal life. And why is that? That's where we've got to look back to the direction that the argument has taken so far. It's because I come from the Father. Because I come from God himself. I am the gift that God has sent into the world. Just like God sent manna in the desert and fed the people of Israel in their journey towards the promised land. Now, I am the new bread which has been sent into the world to nourish the journey to a new promised land. 
And what is it to receive this new bread of life? It's not something that you have over and over and over again. Because to receive Jesus means to believe in him, to welcome him, to enter into a personal relationship with him that brings new life. And so the Lord says to the crowd, Yes, it is my Father's will that whoever sees the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and that I shall raise him up on the last day. Now, the crowd don't know this, but maybe pennies are starting to drop for the disciples. Because remember what happened during the night. The disciples, they were in the boat crossing the Sea of Galilee, going back to Capernaum, and they get into trouble because of the storm. And Jesus comes walking on the water. And as he gets into the boat, the boat miraculously finds itself at the destination. And now Jesus is saying to the crowds, to believe in me, to welcome me, to bring me into your boat is what it means to have new life, is what it means for you to arrive at the destination of having eternal life. Now, it's at this point you kind of realize that the crowd still don't really get what Jesus is talking about here. They're going, oh, great. So you've got this kind of bread. Well, give us that kind of bread and give us that kind of bread over and over and over again. It's like, well, you know what? Jesus doesn't step into your boat over and over and over again because Jesus being in your boat is what it means to have life, is to arrive at the destination. I'm not the baker who makes the bread of life for you. I am the bread of life. Now, at this point, I think it's worth considering whether or not we're at risk of falling into the same trap as the rest of the crowd, of turning to Jesus and saying, Lord, you, you give us that bread. Give us that bread over and over again. Forgetting that to receive the bread of life, to receive Jesus, is to welcome him into our boat once and for all. Because he doesn't get out. To receive Jesus into our boat is to arrive at the destination. And maybe in this time of the coronavirus, when we may not have received Holy Communion for, for a while, that we turn to Jesus and go, hey, Jesus, you're the baker. Give me the bread of life. That's what I need. And that's what I'm hungry for. And Jesus turns to us at that moment and goes, hang on a second. I am the bread of life. I never got out of your boat. I'm still here and I'm still with you. Now, of course, to receive the Eucharist, to receive Jesus' presence in Holy Communion, is the absolute pinnacle and high point of our relationship with Jesus. And that reception of the Eucharist is the great expression of the intimacy and communion that exists between us and Christ. There's no replacement for it. But the absence of the Eucharist doesn't mean an absence of Jesus. So maybe this whole coronavirus pandemic is a bit of a, a corrective to us because we might turn to Jesus and go, hey, look, Lord, give me Holy Communion again and again and again. When Jesus turns to us and says, but I am Holy Communion. It's me. I'm not the guy who gives you the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And so as we make our spiritual communion, we turn to the Lord Jesus and say, Lord, Enter into my boat. I welcome you into my heart 
and receive you into my life. Looking for the high point of receiving you in Holy Communion and in the Eucharist, but to know in this time when we cannot receive you sacramentally, that you're with us, that you're present to us. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will, and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself, and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.